if you stuck what to actually write inside of your email autoresponder, you see one guru suggest one template and then you see someone else suggest another template and it's just left you really confused, today's podcast is going to give you a lot more clarity. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up, to take action, and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. All right, so we're back, and I'm here for a Thursday episode by myself. Oh, it's a bit lonely here. Nah, okay. Now, the truth is, um, I've been needing to get my freaking autoresponder up and running, and I had one before. I had a lead magnet before. It wasn't really aligned with my objective and that's going to be the theme of today's episode I'll get more on that later but um, I just sort of had something up because everyone just said get something up in perfect action you know what I mean right I just had a, a Google I just had the, the first Fiverr thing uh, Fiverr image for my lead capture page um, I had a Google Doc as my lead magnet <laughs> just like the bare bones and the message that I was trying to craft inside the leak magnet, it wasn't actually strategically going towards something. It was just something for the sake of grabbing people's email. And yeah, the last whoa, probably about month, um, I've had to really rethink about like what's my objective with these uh, with this leak magnet. Like, what do I want to get as a result of that? If I'm going to get some paid ads, um, I don't actually have a product to sell right now. So, what do I actually do? And I mentioned this back before on episode, on episode 64, uh, and that was how to write an epic lead magnet with three common ideas. And so if you're trying to pitch a service, then you want to kind of give a lot of the, all the DIY away, um, so that, that someone feels like, wow, this is a lot, um, I could do this. I don't have the time slash expertise. How about you do it? That's the end goal, right? And so when I've been actually sitting down to plan out my autoresponder series and I've written quite a few of everyone else and these are people who've got lots of proof, got lots of results, got lots of testimonials Um, and to be honest with you, I've written lots of stuff for people and I've gotten good feedback, good a few testimonials, however, I'm yet to hear some solid results. Um... It just hasn't happened yet. You know, I've put a lot of work out there, just waiting. You know, clients have ghosted you. People don't, you don't hear back from people. Um, you send messages and then there's there's like just crickets on the other side. I've had that a lot. I, like I've had that so much. Um, and it's been really weird, paradoxical, because I've handed the copy in and they've said, this is absolutely fantastic. Very well written. I love it. And then I don't hear back from them. 
I don't know. It's just it's just a weird trait that us humans have. We just we just ghost, 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 ghost. But anyways, okay. So why am I telling this? Okay, I didn't know what to write in my series if I didn't have this result. Okay, how am I going to break these objections if I don't have something to prove to back it up? And you may be in the same position as me. If you're doing a solo service, you've you've got you've done a lot of work, but you're just waiting waiting for those results to roll in. Okay, and I was really stuck with this. So, okay, so now I'm going to read you a letter from my coach, Pete Godfrey. He wanted to answer this question once and for all because I was like, what template do I follow? Um, Because I can't actually fit my own model right now. And I'm going to read it for you right now. So, uh, it might be a bit enlightening for you from the same position and you just you stuck what to write. You've seen all the templates. They're conflicting with each other. What do I do? Okay, here's what it is. So here's a big breakthrough for you, Julian. The folks who ask me this question are putting the cart before the horse because before we get caught up with templates, it's important to focus. It's important we focus on the objective of a series of an autoresponder emails. That's the real question here. What's your objective? Once we know the answer, putting together email series of putting together a series of emails can get easier. We know our destination. We now just need to take the trip. Does this make sense, young Julian? Can you see how we always should start with our objective? Good. And yeah, I know I've, I, I'm like a cracked record when it comes to this. He said this so many times. He said this so many times to me. That's because it's a fundamental truth. So first up, here are the objectives. One, remind them of your freebie they downloaded and also to provide a link to people who didn't download so they can easily do so now. Point is we want them to consume the freebie. Consume the freebie. That's really, really important, guys. They'll be much better prospect if they do, okay? So for us, if you're like me and you're trying to get them the CTAs to book a call so they can be one of your clients as a service, they're not necessarily a product, Okay, they need to consume the freebie in order to see your wizardry, see your expertise, see that they c- can't do it for themselves. That's really important. Number two, position yourself as the trusted advisor, as the authority. You want them to get them to know you, to like you and trust you. Okay, number three, position yourself as the problem solver. You have the answers to their problems. Number four, Bond with your ideal client, therefore repelling others. You can't be for everyone. You must have an opinion and don't be afraid to use it. Number five, sell them on the next step. And he says, okay, there are five basic things we want to establish in these series. How do we do this? A few ideas. A backstory that teaches a lesson. Case study of a client who you've helped overcome a problem. Email that points to a podcast. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that solves a problem. That would probably be a good one. Uh, email that points to your Facebook group. And I'm going to guess that email is going to be talking about a particular topic that solves a problem that leads to your podcast. These are all left. He left out, but I'm reading between the lines. And the last one, FAQ, answer a question your market wants to know the answer to. Uh, and that can be easily done on Quora or um, Amazon reviews. Heaps of different ways you can do that. And so on. Hope, trust this helps. Okay. And uh, that's, so it got me thinking and um, so for now, so for now, <laughs> um, all I'm basically gonna, just going to be doing is showcasing my expertise, my credibility, using a story um, and hinting at some lessons along the way, telling them how I've solved a particular problem, 
CTA, book a call. That's basically it. Probably going to do about five to seven emails in the autoresponder series in case you're curious. Maybe you can do more for yourself if you've got more case studies and results. That's probably a good idea. Um, but for me, you know, I've got stories of people I've helped and they were happy. We're still waiting for those results. Um, results. We still need to do something. So this is the best thing. How many minutes are out? Oh, we're at seven minutes, 26. All right, let's, let's take you inside of what I have written as an outline because I've got it in front of me right now. Um, and I'll be honest, I did use Russell Brunson's soap opera sequence, which he got from Andre Chaperone, um, into five days, slightly adapted it to myself. And just like Pete said, number one, you got to remind them of the freebie. Tell them the importance of the freebie. Get them to consume the freebie. And then I added a few more things that Russell didn't. I tease them at what's to come, what they're going to learn. And I like to ask a question at the bottom of that email because, hint, hint, if you ask a question and someone responds to you by email, it's going to let Google know or Gmail know that you're a real email address, okay? And we don't get landed in the Gmail promotion box. That is the worst place. So, asking a question. Tease what's to come. Get them to consume the lead magnet. That's number one. Now, let's get to number two. Now, this is straight from Expert Secrets, if you're wondering how to get that, uh, how to find this, how to find this, but otherwise, I'm just telling you what I'm doing. Day two is you start in a high drama, middle of the story. That's the best place to do it. Um, and for me, it's the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that I'm obsessed with this. I've got a lot of energy. I, I'm, I'm all in with copywriting, but the story behind that is that well, here's the first line. There's 12 hours left and I'm racing to get to the border, dot, dot, dot. Um, that's the middle of the story for me, right? Now, I've got no money. It's the most uncertain time. It was back in March. Not a lot of money, no clients, lost my job. And I've only got a dream my whole family said I need to give up on. And this is all true. And I slowly picked up clients, never passed their sniff test. And it wasn't until another sniff test they one, one, a client had I got past, I didn't, I'll probably re-say this. <laughs> okay, so, and it wasn't until where I passed, I landed a client, handed in my work, they didn't quite like it. I passed their second sniff test, but I never wanted to be on the back foot again, and that's when I hired a coach. And then I realized after hiring him, there was a big mistake that I made and most business business owners um, do when they just wing it on their own, when they write their own emails. And that's when I tease the next day, the big epiphany. Day three is your big epiphany. Now for that, it's a, for, for everyone wondering, it's a realization when you, you realize that in order to do X, you have to do Y. Well, the reason why it's this is because it's this. That's the best formula I can give you. Um, now, in the next, in, in this sort of email, um, it, it talks about a really big mistake that I was experiencing and doing it again and again and again. Um, I was writing emails, handing it to my copy coach. He was saying, you're going on a tangent, Julian. You're going on a tangent, Julian. And not getting the audience excited, especially when you're at a launch, you're not getting them excited here. Um, and that happened probably like, close to 10 times um, until I finally got the lesson and it stuck. And and, and that's what I'm trying to stress at, saying, um, you know, 
it can take lots and lots and lots of writing, writing and coaching to get this nailed. And that's why I'm sort of like teasing that tomorrow, I'm going to show you the hidden benefit of hiring someone to actually get past this frustration instead. And that's what leads me to my next email is a hidden benefit. Um, and I, I, I think I'm just going to, I won't go into too much details because my outline here is quite long, but basically I'm just using a case study of how I had a client. Um, they wrote an email themselves. It was quite long, multiple objections, so many tangents. Um, and they, want, they probably thought, or they did think when they write it that they would be saving money by just by writing themselves. But in reality, once they hired me and they realized that once I had the emails in front of them and they were just like, oh, okay, I actually have a full series now that I can implement for years to come. This could mean thousands over the next few years and a small investment up front. That's the hidden benefit I'm sort of going at. And the way you really get that is by dot, dot, dot. Seeing if you're a good fit with me on my, on my sales call, on my strategy call. What do you mean? And then my fifth email is uh, a bit different from Russell's because his is uh, a lot of built-in urgency and scarcity and he's got like a paid product and a, a webinar and, and stuff like that. That's a lot easier to create scarcity and urgency for if you have a good reason. Um, but mine's a service. And uh, for me, I just have a, a scarcity in my offer, which was if you're one of the f- uh, first three people in the month to go through my strategy call, we're a good fit, I'll give you a free email. Um, but that's, that's as much scarcity I can sort of conjure up right now with my service. Um, but I'm just letting them know on the fifth call, here's what you expect. Uh, here's a bit of uh, scarcity. Only the first three people get it. It's, it's pretty legit. Um, cause my only, my focus can be only be on like three or four clients a month. So that's my reasoning behind it. Always give a reason. I'm just sort of like spitballing heaps of information here. Um, but, but I hope some of it's stuck here. Okay. So, so many things to go over today, but the main, main, main thing that Pete told me and that you need to focus on is don't worry about some guru's template. Okay. Just think about your objective. What is your objective? What are you selling? Is it a call? Is it a product? Is it a webinar? What is it? Okay. And then work backwards from there. What are the stories you need to tell? How do you position yourself as the authority? How do you how do you showcase your expertise by solving problems? How do you use language in a way that repels the right wrong people and attracts the right people? And if you've done if you're completely new then get some more experience, but if you had some experience like me and you're just just waiting for you know the results to come in eventually listen to this episode again and start from there. That's my advice to you. Um, cool. And we're at 14 minutes now. Perfect. That's a great episode, I reckon. Okay. So next week, and the reason why I have not had any guests on on a Thursday, um, I've had a lot of luck getting onto podcasts. I just know what to say in those emails. Actually wrote a little, mini little product for it. Just the sales letter, not the actual product. Um, more on that later. <laughs> However, I did not want to come onto those shows without a proper lead magnet. And so I've just been sort of interviewing people I know on my network. Um, but these emails will be done soon. I know I spoke on the last one, you know, 
avoid people telling your plans and tell people when you're at step five rather than step zero. Um, good thing I'm, at, I'm probably at step three <laughs> to put into perspective. But yeah, those once those emails are done, they're gonna be done probably by next week. All that's done, I'm gonna be getting onto other podcasters' podcasts and then getting them onto mine. Um, that is the best way to build relationships. Um, hopefully build your authority in the process as well. Probably does build your authority and um, potentially find your clients as well. So I'm just making sure that I've got that lead magnet ready so that your talk, your freebie opt-in, because let's face it, people who opt-in from a podcast, if you're a guest, are going to be top quality. So I've got to match it. Anyways, I'll stop rambling now. I hope you enjoyed my, my lesson today and um, I'm going to see you Monday for the next episode. See you later.